Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 19 of He Book, She Book. We have one week until Money in the Bank, just days away from a live crowd for Friday Night SmackDown. We have a lot to cover, a lot of things going on in the wrestling world. Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, so much to cover. We're going to jump right in. My name's Mike. And I'm Becca. And we also have a little bit of wrestling news to go over today, too. Bailey is injured. Yeah, nine months. Nine months she will be out. And she was supposed to have an I Quit match with Bianca at Money in the Bank for the Women's Championship. And she got injured during training. And she is no longer going to be able to compete for nine months. So we find out during SmackDown who Bianca's new opponent's going to be. Uh, there's also a few debuts that we go over this week, and we find out that Tony Storm is soon to be a SmackDown superstar. Superstar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony Storm is on her way to the main roster. We had a couple other call ups. We brought Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart up. We'll get to that a little bit later. But NXT starting to get all those call ups that we were hearing about. We know Vince McMahon was down uh, at the Performance Center either last week or a couple of weeks ago, trying to scout the different uh, talent. We know Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross had matches on main event, and Bronson Reed's already dropped his NXT North American title. Karrion Cross is going to be defending his NXT championship against Johnny Gargano next week. And, yeah, there's a lot of changes, a lot of call-ups, but a lot of fresh talent. We're finally getting into... We're getting out of that coasting mode. It feels like. Yeah, well, we have to. Next week is where we have the live audience again, so they needed to spark something up. And I didn't actually expect to see a lot of debuts this week because of the lack of audience. I thought that they would be bringing back debuts because of the audience. Yeah, I thought they kind of jumped the gun a little bit with Tegan and Shotzi. Like, yeah. that would have been great for a live crowd. Exactly. But, I mean, it's, I guess, better, you know, sooner than later is I not the expression. But, yeah, yeah, we're finally getting women on the SmackDown roster, which is nice. We had Zelina Vega come. We have Tegan and Shotzi now. We lose Bailey, which is a massive, massive loss. loss. Uh, we did see her. She did speak a little bit backstage. Still the perfect heel. Yeah, I even hope... backstage injured with her leg in a brace. She's sitting there like, "You guys gonna miss me? No, you're not gonna miss me." And just goes off like she's phenomenal. That Listen, lady. She can. I don't know, just because the travel is going to be rough, but The Miz has been on the TV every it. single week, but The Miz is also, it's just one place. It's just, he's just uh, going down to point. Florida. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Bailey's going to travel, but I hope we keep Bailey somewhat involved in what's Even going on. Even if it's on. just like how she was involved in SmackDown, where it was just like a pre-recorded clip of her on the couch with her pictures behind her. We can have that set up. Yeah, host a couple ding-dong hellos every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, like that's total. We could definitely make that work. It's crazy, though, the way that luck has it because Bailey carried this women's division. Know, it's so sad. Through the entire Thunderdome era. And then it is coming to an end Friday. Yep. One week. She One so week. So close to the live crowd insane and the live crowd would love heel bailey like we haven't would. had it really yeah. so it's very uh that's very sad to see any any superstar getting injured is sad to see but we do hope that she turns around like miz and yeah, just kind of we still see her yeah and hopefully the nine months is the max yes i was hoping that's too. you know it it could be um the most it could be the least amount of time we don't really know what the injury is i've seen like acl rumors yeah the only thing that we know is that she was injured that's what they yeah. put out that she'd be out for nine months and then the clip that we saw of her she had her leg up with a knee, brace. a knee brace now we'll get into this more later but bianca when she made an when she came out after the announcement of her opponent she said bailey i hope you're not faking this because that's like low of low. Yeah. And then, but then in the same breath said, if you are really injured, you know, I respect you. I hope you recover soon. I can't wait to finish this later. So I didn't even think about, like, Bailey could be faking it. But I don't think that's, Yeah. I, mean, I don't every, think that's the case. Everybody's first thought is like the heels faking the yes, injury. Yes. It does seem legit. Um, 
maybe it's not as again maybe it's not as bad of an injury. Yeah, where it's as like they're maybe saying she sprained her knee or something, yeah, and she like she's out for two weeks, exactly. and it's real, and they're saying nine months or well, I mean, we'll keep you guys updated on that. We don't know much on that right now, but it is sad to see her out right yeah. before the, right before the crowds. And we got her replacement. Not crazy excited about it, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, but we have to get to Raw. We're going to start with the slog that is Raw. It is rough to get through, guys. But hopefully the live crowd helps out. I really do hope so. I Honestly, though, the way that Raw opened with The Miz on Miz TV, even though The Miz is injured, and we already said this during this episode, like, it, it works for The Miz. Yeah. Like, he's injured, he's in a wheelchair, he's still opening the show. So it's him and Morrison, they're talking about how Morrison's going to Money in the Bank. Ricochet comes out. Riddle comes out. And Riddle is sitting on top of a ladder, talking as though Randy Orton is dead. Yeah, he's doing it for, and doing like, it for Randy. And he's doing it for Randy, pointing up in the sky like, I'm doing it for you, Randy, wherever you are. And like, uh, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. They're best buds and he's just doing it to make Randy proud. AJ and Omos are here, and AJ's mad that he's not in the money in the bank. Riddle is hilarious, and his interaction with Omos was just like, oh, we're almost the same height, give me a high five, and Omos pushes him off the ladder. There's an all-out brawl between them. This is all happening because John Morrison and Ricochet have a match tonight. So John Morrison wins this match because he gets Ricochet counted out. Because Ricochet is the king of... Of getting counted out. For real. the last Three times in the yeah. last month or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was a little bit funny, though, because the Miz in his wheelchair is kind of blocking Ricochet from getting into the ring, which yes. I thought was hilarious. But Ricochet, stay in the ring, bud. What are you doing? Yeah. Stop leaving. It's not working for you. Every time you leave the ring, you get counted out. Stay in the ring. Exactly. Figure this shit out. You can't get counted out in the Money in the Bank, so he's got that going for him. Yeah. That's I- just... I do think Ricochet would be fun to watch in Money in the Bank because of how That's why he's in it. Yes, because of how flippy and everything he is. So like he'll be fun to watch, but like is he going to be in the ring or is he gonna be like on the outskirts? Well I think it's I think he's in there to be the spot guy of like okay. I'm gonna jump off shit. Yeah. And then I'm just gonna roll out of the ring and okay. kinda of just be and like maybe. But they tease, always have that, so yeah, like that like, makes sense. He'll tease a win and I think I mean if we were to rank all of the Money in the Bank competitors from, like, least likely to most likely to win, Ricochet's at the absolute bottom for me. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think there's any way Ricochet wins. He's give, He's been given nothing, really, since he's been on the main roster in terms of, like, character development, feuds, anything. Yeah. It'd be very, very weird for him to just all of a sudden win Money in the Bank. God, I hope he doesn't. No, I think that'd be a... Because, I mean, imagine whatever feud he would get into. Like, that's... If you're Especially about the your first thing in front of the live crowds, they would not be happy. Exactly. It would just be like, oh. Like, we'd all... It, you'd get cheered, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, you look at who the champions are. Do you want to see Ricochet versus Bobby Lashley? Do you want to see Ricochet versus Roman Reigns? No. Not even a little not. bit. Like, I want to see things like Matt Riddle versus Bobby Lashley again. Matt I want Riddle to beat see Bobby Lashley this year. Big E versus Bobby Lashley. So bad. So bad. I can't wait for next week, our episode that'll be airing. Um, it'll be the go home shows for Money in the Bank. We'll do a lot of our predictions and stuff. Our predictions will definitely be up on our social media. And we will have a Money in the Bank episode. And I can't wait. I love pay-per-views. I'm so excited for it. But something that I'm confused about with Matt Riddle, it, him and Damian Priest. They're buds. Okay. That's so, Damian Priest's character right now is that he's buds with Matt Riddle. Yes, because even last week we were confused about it because we're like, Damian Priest just lost to Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's the reason that Damian Priest is not in Money in the Bank, and yet they're going to Burger King together. This week, they're having a backstage promo, and they're again just like best buds talking, and Priest is basically just like, be careful because Matt Riddle's foot is hurt from yeah. previously. Now, Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles... Riddle's limping around the entire time. And then when Omos interferes while the ref is arguing with AJ, there's a whole bunch of shit just going on. And the Viking Raiders are here. They pop up out of nowhere. 
and like distract Omas while AJ is also yelling to him and Riddle gets this win. Yeah. He rolls up AJ. A nice roll up win for, for Riddle. Doesn't hurt AJ Mm-mm. to lose like that. Um, God, yeah. The like the, Ra- the Viking Raiders just popping up like behind the barricade. I'm glad that spot's going to be gone. Yes. Once the live crowds are here. Just yeah. like the random. Because they did the same thing on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like I love when off-screen stuff is happening in front of a live crowd. Yeah, and the crowd's and the crowd, like cheering for to, it. Yeah, you can start to hear that yeah. build and that swell. And you don't get any of that. Yeah. I with, used to love that with Dean Ambrose because he always came like weirdly it, in and yeah. people were always cheering for him. And you're like, camera guy move, camera guy turn. What is happening over there? Yeah, you're always wondering like, do they yeah. have a beach ball? Is somebody coming? Yes. Like what's going the on? beach ball. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to be part of that audience again. Uh, uh. But yeah, Riddle is in a great spot. And I don't know where Randy is. Hopefully we see him on Raw. Yeah, because we didn't see him again. I hope he's not dead, as Matt Riddle is implying. Yeah. Well, even with this, when after he wins, he's walking up the ramp, like back towards the entrance, and he's yelling, "I love you, Randy." Yeah, it's (laughs) getting like it's getting bizarre. (laughs) It's, It's. I think Matt Riddle is one of the funniest guys on the roster. Absolutely. And I get like annoyed when people don't like him, and it's like he's here for fun. Like he's. First off, a phenomenal wrestler. He is very good at what he does. But he's also here for fun, and he does that. And it's he makes me laugh, and I like that. That's what I think. Like, Riddle, I think, has Vince's eye in a way that Damian Priest had for, like, a minute. Yeah. And Vince, I think, is already bored with Damian Priest, and that's why we just keep getting these weird backstage segments with him. Mm -hmm. But I think Riddle is... He's at a point right now that, depending on how the live crowd reacts to him, he could be in line for, like, that next push up. Especially if he's going to be with Orton. Eventually, they have to break up. That's a huge feud. Oh, yeah. For for Matt Riddle to be with Randy one-on-one. And if we can just build a little bit more, eventually we have to get the pose together. We'll get that in front of the live crowd. And then eventually, Definitely. it would be, the expected thing is Randy turns on it. Because yeah, everybody keeps but, warning Rand, like Matt Riddle. Damian Priest keeps saying, you have to be careful well, around Randy. everybody says that to him. The yeah. New Day was saying that to Well, that's to why Riddle. Riddle turning on Randy that's would be a exactly, nice swerve. It would be so much better, but the Raw writers aren't great. No. So, I also think that would be a bad move because I think Riddle is a great babyface. Yeah. I think he'd be a, a weird heel. Unless we can get him but in like, we don't a suit need and him, tie and shoes We don't need us. him to be a heel to turn on Randy. Like, Randy is the ultimate heel. So Riddle could very easily just be the good guy taking out the bad guy when yeah, he turns on him. Yeah, well, if Randy does something messed up and Riddle turns, it makes yes. sense. Yes, which is if very comes easy. out of the blue, I don't know, we have possibilities, but we have to talk about this garbage that was again <laughs> Reggie, Nia, and Shayna. This is nothing against those three people. This is my least favorite part of Raw every single week, mm-hmm. is whatever... Reggie and Shayna and Nia are involved in. I don't get it. I don't like it. But tell us what happened. Uh, I don't even want to. So they're talking backstage and Reggie's freaking out because Shayna and Nia once again just kind of like talking shit on Alexa and Reggie's like, what are you doing? She's right there. Like, stop talking about her. And Shayna turns around and she's not there. And she's like, "What are what's going on with your mind? Like, you lost your mind. And Nia defends him and... Later, they or they go to leave for the eight women tag team match that's going to be happening. And when they leave, where Reggie said Alexa was standing, Alexa was now standing. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing that happened last week, except they didn't see her standing behind them last week. And this week, Reggie saw her, but then when the girls turned around, they didn't see her. So, like, I don't know, I guess Alexa Bliss is magic now. So, this eight woman tag team match is Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Naomi versus Dewdrop, Eva Marie, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler. And it was... It was not great. Not great. No. Once again, still shocking that they are able to have an eight-woman tag team match when there are not even eight women on SmackDown roster. So crazy to me. Nikki Cross, though, when she came out, she did have Nikki Ash on some of her graphics. She is not, because they're still advertising her now. I, uh, they advertised something for Raw this week, but it's it's Nikki Ash for sure now. 
they they still have the Nikki Cross graphic on some of the stuff, which is just weird. Yeah, it some of it like said just... Nikki Ash, some of it said Nikki Cross, and the announcers kept going back and forth on calling her Cross and Ash. So I think we're just in that crossover. Yeah, we're just like we're weaning the audience onto Nikki Ash, just slowly yeah. but surely. It and again, big fan, love what she's yeah. doing. This whole tag team match was just weird. Because yeah, it wasn't great. Even Marie's kind of getting into it, which I loved, but then yeah. she's right back out of it, which I loved again. And Naya, I think Naya gets the pin, correct? Yeah, Naya ends up pinning Nikki. Yes. And which then means, Eva which Marie means gets thing. on the fucking mic and is like, the winner is Eva Marie in the dumb way that she says it. And yeah. my favorite thing, my favorite thing about all of this, the backstage is segment. Is when Eva Marie wins? Same. No. Oh. The backstage segment and the match. At the end, when Eva says that, all you see is Naya standing in the ring behind her. And Naya lips, uh, excuse me? And does nothing. nothing about she does nothing about it. Does Do nothing drop about and it. Naya at one point during this match. Do just come up and sandwich. I think it was Nikki. I forget who exactly it was now. And I was sitting there the whole time thinking, like, both of these women are so big and could take out Eva with... The, the least effort yeah. and they just let Eva walk all over her or all over them yeah well it's funny because like you can see Dewdrop is talking to Nia Jax mm -hmm. she's like just let her have this it's what she does mm -hmm. just don't even don't even bother with it enablers yes hilarious awful everything she does is gold Eva Marie big fan she's working this so well because she's on Twitter murdering trolls she is very good at that She's killing She's it right now. So good She's at getting it. people so mad. Yeah. She I'm infuriated. And it's like, by oh, her. she can't even wrestle. She doesn't even know what she's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She is killing this right now. It's so This over is it. everything I ever wanted. I know. <laughs> and it's not elevating Piper Niven yet. But it's there. It's there for the taking because she is a crazy talented. And she she's did put good. in a lot of work during every match that she's had. Yes. And she is not even slowly. She's getting tired of Eva Marie. Shit. Yes. Like, quick. But Eva, it's like, As soon as she said Dewdrop instead of Piper Niven, she was like, oh, I'm done with this bitch. Yeah, but, but it's still there. It's funny because, like, they have, like, this... I don't know if it's like a... You would be able to say this better than I could, but it's like a sister or, like, friends that, like, annoy each other. No, they're frenemies. Well, that's... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> It's like she wants to hit Eva Marie, but she doesn't want to hit Eva yeah, Marie. Yeah, it's like she something. loves her, but she's annoyed by her, and it's just like, come on, I'm gonna, all right, let yeah, her have this I one. I want to see an interaction happen where maybe it's Nia, maybe it's Shayna, I don't care who it is, but somebody's got to get in Eva Marie's face, and I want to see what Dewdrop does in that scenario. Will Dewdrop come to Eva Marie's defense? Be like, if somebody's going to kick her ass, it's me. It's not going to be you. Interesting. Or... Because we've we've seen Dewdrop let Eva Marie get pinned. Yeah. We haven't seen Dewdrop let Eva Marie get beat up. No, but I don't know where Dewdrop was when this happened during the I match. I hate saying Dewdrop but so much. It's me so annoying. too. Her name is Piper Niven. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's just so stupid. It's so stupid. I know. Well, during this match, and we've already talked about this match for too long, but during this match. Eva was, like, standing in the ring doing her Eva thing, like, turning around, like, look at me, I'm Eva. And then she turns around, not realizing that Alexa Bliss is right behind her, and Alexa just screams, just yells in her face, and uh, she literally dropped to the ground and rolled out of the ring, like, scared. And I don't know where Piper Niven was for that. So I don't know if she would have, like, if she saw that and would have defended Piper, or would have defended Eva, or if... She didn't see it, and that's why she didn't do anything about it. Or, like, if she just thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I feel like most people probably thought it was funny. I think Alexa's in a weird spot. Yeah. Because this live crowd mm -hmm. is not going to go for this shit. Yeah. I think of all yeah. of the things that are happening in WWE right now, all the storylines, all the characters, Alexa's in the worst spot of all of them. Mm -hmm. Because nobody, I don't know of anyone that likes what's happening. No. Or is even like interested in it at this point anymore? Like it just feels like it's already run its course because she's no longer even mentioning the fiend. The fiend has been gone for weeks now. We haven't seen Lily in a couple weeks now. Yeah, she's just been like doing this you're mind hypnotizing control people garbage. Yeah, it's appearing and disappearing. Like it, it's confusing, and it's not going to work in front of the live crowd because a lot of it. Booed. Yes, but a lot of it is also like when she was doing quick changes. 
Like, that's not... Yeah, you can't do that. You can't, you can't do that in front of the live crowd. A lot of it was all either pre-recorded stuff or they were changing it and it was taking time in between. And it, you're not going to be able to do that in front of the live crowd. I, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with Alexa. Well, next up was gender. Ugh. Gender is here on a motorcycle. On a motorcycle. <laughs> on a just, motorcycle. It looked so funny to me because it looked like the motorcycle was just way too small for him. Yeah, well, he's... Because he's a giant. He's, he's a big old guy, yeah. And he's going to face Drew McIntyre. And I like Genderman. I like... I don't. I don't... Uh, I know. I get it. And I like him as a heel. I like what he could be if they actually used him. Because they're in this weird flux of like, here he is this week, two weeks later. Here he is again. Yeah. Two weeks later. And and sometimes he's alone and sometimes he has his friends. Yeah, which we haven't gotten any backstory on who his friends are. We might we have know their when names. they were introduced. Yeah, it's Shanky and Veer. Yeah. But I don't know they're just, anything about either of them. Exactly. They are just two guys. Yeah. So there's no... They're his friends. There's no reason for us to care about it. Either way, Drew wins, and I didn't care. Me neither. Why does Drew keep telling so many stories now? Is that his new thing? Bro. Every time he comes out, it's a new fucking story. And they're not short stories. They're long stories. To whoever is on the Raw writing staff. Get your shit together. That thinks it's a good idea that let's have the babyface tell these really long-winded stories about, like, mythological bullshit, but Drew was there for it. His sword is made out of His the sword. Loch Ness Monster's tooth? It's so absolute garbage. I just can't. So I think we're doing Drew versus Jinder as a feud, because Jinder steals yeah. Drew's sword. yeah. I yeah, that's what it looks like they're setting it up for. I don't know if this is Drew's idea. I don't know if this is Vince's idea. I don't know if the writers were like, oh, let's just have Drew tell these stories. Drew's a good storyteller, but I couldn't give two shits yeah, I don't about care. the stories that he's telling. Mm -mm. And it's not working. It's If anything, Drew didn't have a ton of momentum because he's lost clean to Bobby a couple times now. Mm -hmm. This is decelerating him even more. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, good for gender. To finally get something going on, a feud. I feel yeah, like he's been gone for over a year. But yeah, Drew care. is so cooled off that it's not going to help anyone here. Yeah. Well, speaking of Bobby, it, him and MVP are backstage with you know his the nice, ladies. the nice ladies, and they're in an interview talking about how it's supposed to be Bobby versus Xavier again, but now it's going to be a tag team match between the New Day and Bobby and MVP. Yeah. Which I didn't even know MVP was allowed to wrestle anymore, but I guess he is cleared to wrestle. So it's the New Day versus MVP and Bobby Lashley. And it's so confusing to watch it happen. But Kofi ends up pinning MVP. And Bobby Lashley is not happy about it. Of course not. But, you know, MVP hasn't wrestled in a while. Yeah. And this was a good way... For New Day just to get over on Bobby. Yeah. Like they can get the win without pinning Bobby. And we're also, it was announced that we're getting Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley again this week on Raw in a singles match. And then we have Kofi versus Bobby at Money, at in, Money in the Bank. Bank. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at least the New Day is getting the spotlight they deserve. I, I love seeing Kofi wrestle, so I'm excited to see that match. Xavier... I, I'm excited that Xavier is like here because I thought Xavier was going to be written off of TV for a while. Yeah. And maybe he will after Monday. Like maybe Bobby will destroy him and then before the traveling starts, he's going to take a, a bit of a break. But we're still seeing him and he's still like the main event with Bobby Lashley on, on Raw. Yeah, Xavier's in a great spot too. Yeah. New Day just got named, according to WWE.com, the greatest tag team of all time interesting take we're not going to get into it <laughs> a lot of people you're on one side or the other of that yeah and i love the new day as much as anybody else mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not there yet uh, <laughs> listen as great as they are they've been around for a minute now. all right who's your favorite tag team of all time uh, no we can't do this right now <laughs> i would have to there's things i'd have to do because like <laughs> there's research i'd have to do there's like meditation that would have to happen. I'd have to exercise about it. It's a whole thing. <laughs> uh, but we can move on to Charlotte and Rhea again. 
like always Charlotte and Rhea. Well, this time Charlotte's hurt and she's on one crutch and heels. She's still wearing high heels I with her one thing. crutch. And she's saying that her leg is hurt from last week when Rhea, after the match, took her out at the knee. And she's like, you know, in the ring. Rhea's learning and I'm proud of Rhea for learning, but she's basically me and blah, blah, blah. And then Rhea comes out with one crutch also limping and we're laughing because we're like, oh, Rhea found her other crutch. Cool. And then Rhea's saying that she's hurt too because before Rhea did that to Charlotte, earlier in the match, Charlotte took Rhea out at the knee. You know, come on, I'm over this. We don't even have to have anything with them for the weeks leading up to their match at Money in the Bank. You're just making it annoying to. I don't want to watch their match at Money in the Bank now. I don't either. Well, here's the funny thing is the only intriguing part of this to us was that Charlotte Flair's crutch clearly was not adjusted. Neither for of the them. Shoot that she decided to wear. Yeah, it was that like she was, was probably barefoot she was when they adjusted so it. Low. Yeah, <laughs> like that thing was so low on her, it, and they both looked so uncomfortable with it. Yeah, like, but. God, who am I supposed to cheer for? I don't know. Who is the face in this? Who is the heel? Charlotte it, should be the heel. Easy. Yeah, but Rhea... Why would I cheer for Rhea when she's being just as dickish as the heel Yeah, because even she says, like, I see right through you, Charlotte. And then, surprise, surprise, neither of them are her. It's all for show. They throw their crutches down, take their heels off, and start attacking each other. And then they're attacking each other with their crutches. And it's a whole thing. And it's annoying. Now, since Money in the Bank, no, I'm sorry, since Hell in the Cell, they have been fighting every single week leading up to Money in the Bank. Why do I want to watch this, this match been again? This since the day after WrestleMania. Shit. This has it been has. going on for so it long, has. and nothing of note has happened in this entire feud. Mm -mm. And I don't... I'm over the, it. The funny thing is, SmackDown has such... So much fewer that doesn't sound grammatically right but it has less women yes. than raw does and it's better by a long shot so and much it, better that women are written for so much better so much better raw is the same raw has so many options for their women's feuds and they just decide to keep us doing the same exact ones yeah for weeks and months on end and yeah i couldn't care less about this charlotte and Rhea feud because i don't know who i'm supposed to cheer for and we've seen it so many times, it's so drawn out. Like, I just don't care. But, you know, it's funny because we were saying this while it was happening. Not only does Raw have bad writers, they have the worst camera angles. Like, they cut at the t at terrible times. They do. They do. I think... I think it was this week. It might have been the week before. Two separate times the cameraman got knocked over because he was in the wrong place. Yeah, I think one was on SmackDown, one was on Raw. But, like, this this week, we had just, like, this weird, just still shot of Bobby Lashley being angry for, like, 10 Oh, my God, seconds. when he was doing pull-ups? Yeah. He was just, like, just doing pull-ups. And all, they just zoom in on his face. First of all, hot take about these pull-ups. When he came off the bar, mm -hmm. bro, this dude was kicking off the floor the whole fucking time. <laughs> I'm watching these pull-ups. I'm like, all right, he's, he's either he's strong or he's kicking off the floor. And I know he's strong. But, like, he dropped off the bar and the bar was, like, two inches above his head. I'll tell you And this. then all of a sudden Bobby's just like... Rrr, rrr. And, like, we're supposed to be, like, scary guy. I am not scared of Bobby Lashley. Because <laughs> one day I looked at Bobby Lashley and I realized that Bobby Lashley looks like Handsome Squidward. He does look like and now true. that's all I see yeah. when I see Bobby Lashley. And that's unfortunate. It, it's sad. <laughs> it's very sad because Brock Lesnar, though I do not like Brock Lesnar, I would probably pee my pants if I saw him in person because I think I would be petrified of him. Bobby Lashley, I don't think I'd be petrified of because I would just be like, did you know that you look like handsome Squidward? Yeah, I'm sure he'd love to hear you say that. <laughs> right to his face. Hey, sir. <laughs> You look like Hansel Quinn. Excuse me, Bobby Lashley, did you know? Yeah. Let's just wrap up Raw. Mustafa Ali uh, rolls up Mansoor. Poor Mansoor gets, you know, he's too nice. Yeah, He tries whatever. to help Ali. It's okay. Mason T-Bar are here. They have a match with Lucha House Party. Lucha House Party gets the victory. R-Truth and Jackson Riker versus Elias and Cedric. Why is this happening? Nobody knows. Uh, who wins? Well, Tazawa comes in and, like, Oh, he's right. like yeah. randomly there. The 24-7 title distracts R-Truth. R-Truth runs off. 
now it's Cedric and Elias versus Jackson Riker, but then Elias leaves because that's what he does with Jackson scarred. when Jackson Riker is there, and Jackson Riker wins. Okay. Neat. He's Moving been winning, to, but to we don't NXT, really know. the Great American Bash. Yes. And the charging battery is finally full. Mm-hmm. After weeks of waiting for these weird vignettes where it's just a battery getting charged more and more week after week, the battery is charged, and it is Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox, the worst knees in all of wrestling, is finally back. <laughs> She's made her return, and she is coming for revenge. This is during Candice and Indy's match against Eero Shirai and Zoe Stark. Correct. Just for in the middle of it, the lights go team. out. Yeah, lights go out. The charger gets all the way to 100%. Tegan's here, gets the distraction. Io Shirai and Zoe Stark are now the fourth women's tag team champions yeah. in NXT history. Too many. Mm-hmm. They've been around for like two months. Yeah. And you were not happy about that ending. No, and for a, a variety of reasons, I didn't like this. One, Tegan's debut could have felt bigger than it was or not well not debut but her return it just it kind of just fell flat it was weird to me well especially since they pulled her up to smackdown two days later yeah that's another huge problem i have with this because yeah. it looks like they're setting up tegan and candace candace sells this beautifully oh like she has candace seen is amazing ghost. yeah and eo and zoe get the win here and then we're just you know two three nights later Tegan's on SmackDown, te- teaming with Shotzi, who was teaming with Ember. So now it's like, you just cost Candice and Indy the titles, mm-hmm. but now you're on SmackDown. Yeah. What was the point of even having her come in like this? It, do- it doesn't make any sense. But Shotzi, or not Shotzi, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark are the new champions. Another reason why I hate this, I want Io Shirai on the main fucking roster I right know. now. I know. So I just don't get why... I feel like Candice and Indy are going to be NXT. Not necessarily lifers, but close to that. Yeah. Why not just have them just run roughshod over the division for months or so? Because you've already had, what, Raquel and Dakota Kai Mm -hmm. as your tag team champions. You've had, I'm going to forget them, but I feel like this is, what, now four different tag team champions you've had? Have Ember and... um... Shotzi been champions, or they just had a match for it? I think they were also the tag team champions. I think I feel they like were they champions took... at one point. I'm worried about Shotzi being on the main roster. We'll get to that later, but I've said it before. Shotzi Blackheart would be okay if she died yeah. in the ring. She is dangerous. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, your first women's tag team champions, they yeah. hold the, the titles for less than a day. Mm-hmm. Okay, Then you get Ember, Moon, and Shotzi. Yeah. They hold the titles for 55 days. Then you get The Way, Candice and Indy. They hold the title for 63 days. And now you have Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. These titles debuted in March. Yeah, it's not long enough. We need a longer reign. Like, how are you going to have four different... I don't know. We're already... We need a longer reign. Long. I love Candice LeRae. I love Io Shirai. And I love Tegan Knox. I like most of the people that were involved in this, NXT but I hated what it does was. have great wrestlers, though. Their so women's like, roster is stacked. That's probably why Vince was like, uh, we need, like, 90% of you guys. Well, it's weird <laughs> the ones he chose. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he saw Io Shirai's entrance while he was there, but if he did He must not have. He must not have. Because that the live crowd would jam out. Hell yeah, we jam out. We're at home on our couch. Yeah, Io Shirai's entrance is, is pretty sick, but... Moving on, we have Io Shirai and Zoe Stark as the women's tag team champions. Now we have the million dollar championship on the line. It's Cameron Grimes and it's LA Knight. If Cameron Grimes loses, he becomes LA Knight's butler. Just some old-fashioned shit right here. I was so confused by this match in general because they had the whole million dollar championship like match mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, a week yes. ago, two weeks ago. How is it already on the line again? Like, I was like, oh, I didn't know this was a title that is just going to be bounced around like that. Like, I thought this was kind of just going to be like a, this is LA Knight's title, but I guess it can be put on the line. Yeah, well, Cameron Grimes still wants it. Yeah. So, Cameron Grimes loses. Mm Mm-hmm. He's He's now LA Knight's butler. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's real old school booking, but that's fine. Uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, long match, great match. It was phenomenal. These two... Adam Cole is the best guy, I feel like, in WWE at this point. I love the guy so much. He's so over. The live crowds, you can't find a better guy to put in front of the live crowds. 
And he his entrance is another one that I can't wait to hear when the crowds come back. But like you kind of have a live crowd with NXT. But yeah, like that's a good not point. A big, it's not big. No, yeah, it's not big enough for for the boom for the personality that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross in the ring, mm-hmm. and William Regal is ready to just end this feud between them. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Karrion Cross defending his NXT Championship against Johnny Gargano. On Tuesday night, with Samoan Joseph <laughs> as the special guest referee. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a good match. Well, Karrion Cross is also, as we talked about earlier, he's one of the guys that has had a, not necessarily a tryout match, but he was on the main event. Um, he had a main event match, just like Bronson Reed, just like uh, a couple people have, that it looks like Vince is going to be calling him up. And in this promo, Karrion Cross said that when he wakes up, there's only three things on his mind, which if I'm Scarlet, I'm kind of pissed about because Scarlet wasn't <laughs> one of those things. Um, like, way to say your wife isn't on your mind ever. But he says, never losing the NXT Championship is always on his mind. Main eventing WrestleMania is always on his mind. And winning the WWE Championship is always on his mind. Oh, so he's going to be up soon. To me, all that said was, I'm ready for the main roster. I wonder, though, because he's... I don't know if it's just us who think he's not great or if a lot of people think he's not great. So I wonder if they would end up burying him on the main roster, though. Well, it's funny because Johnny kept saying that he sucks. Yeah. And I don't... I can see Karrion Cross working on the main roster. The the I feel like the entrance we have to dial down a bit. Yeah. Because it feels like too much for what he is. Mm-hmm. Like, his entrance is very, like... I don't... I don't know, it, it feels very, like, supernatural, but he's just a brawler, and then he wears a suit. Yeah, like, his entrance needs to kind of yeah, be there's cut like, there's something change. clashing here. Like, I think he really can work, because I feel like he's very good on the mic, he is a brawler, he has a very physical style. When you have him surrounded by guys, uh, like in the Fatal Five way, guys like Johnny and Adam and Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne, those are all very technical, very mm-hmm. quick-paced yeah. workers, he doesn't look good in that situation because he's the big brawler guy. Yeah. I think that'll work on the main roster. The question is, does he get called up now? Is he dropping the title to Johnny on Tuesday so that he can get called up maybe on Friday? Yeah, either that or... I mean, there are... We haven't actually we said haven't this seen, yet. We haven't seen Bronson Reed since he lost yeah, the we have not seen North him. American but Championship. There are rumors that there's going to be a draft or yeah. a superstar shakeup right before SummerSlam or right after SummerSlam. So sometime in August, September, there is going to be this. So it could even be that he just gets pulled up then yeah. during the draft. We've seen that happen before. We That could be it. Or he could make a big debut during a live audience. I, I, I don't know. And I don't know if they'd put him on SmackDown or if they'd put him on Raw. I don't know which one needs him. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, Finn Balor's been gone for a minute as well. We thought when he uh-huh. lost to Karrion Cross that he was going to get called up. Yeah. We haven't seen him yet. Um, waiting for Bron- I feel like Bronson Reed is definitely getting called up. I don't know when. I feel like, because we had on SmackDown, we're not going to talk about it. We had a small, like, Otis vignette. With Chad Gable talking about how Otis is unstoppable. I feel yeah. like it's a good place to plug Bronson Reed in. Um, yeah. Because Bronson Reed is just a big baby face. He's a big guy that could match size with Otis. And as Big E would say, just two big men slapping meat. There's nothing better. Yeah. And so Andrade versus, as he would say, Matt something. Yes. But it's Andrade versus Matt Seidel. Andrade gets the victory because we are building Andrade to be the Latino face of AEW, of wrestling in general. Mm -hmm. And I'm here for it. And can I talk about the exciting thing that happened on AEW? Well, yeah, we might as well get to it. So, during Cody's match, the lights go out, and everybody's like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, Cody versus QT Marshall is happening. It's in Florida. Hurricane Elsa is happening. So we're like, oh, okay, they're having electrical issues. So then later... Uh, Arn Anderson's out there, Cody's out there, the lights go out again. And we're like, damn, they really are having electrical issues. And then the lights come back on, and Aleister Black is standing in that ring. And he turns around. Big and pop, too. First, huge first big crowd, pop. yeah. 
huge pop. He's now going as uh, Malachi Black. Still has the the eye, uh -huh. like the one eye is gone, and he just knocks out Arn Anderson with a kick that Tosh would be so proud of, yeah. and then turns around and kicks Cody, and he is the last man standing in that ring. And now Alistair Black, now known as Malachi Black, is all elite. So the interesting, many interesting parts of this. Um, one is Arn just getting fucking kicked in the head. And oh, taking, a, so taking a real great. bump. Arn's too old. For, Arn has looked 60 since he's been 30. And he hasn't, <laughs> and he hasn't aged in those 30 years because he is 60 now. But for a 60-year-old man to take that bump, just all praise to Arn Anderson. Love the guy. Malachi Black is now his name. Yes. Referred to as Tommy End on this broadcast. Yeah, I don't think the announcers knew. Because, like, the... The graphics came up and said Malachi Black, but the announcers were saying, Oh my god, it's Tommy End! It's well, Tommy End! That's where most people figured he would go by his old yes. indie name, Tommy End. He's still Tommy End on social media. Exactly. But he also, he is, apparently his gimmick is that he is Tommy End being, uh, what's the word, um... Ah, uh, what is it? Being like, when a spirit is like inside of you, what is the... You should know this. You're a ghost person. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's being fucking, what is it? Uh, well, he needs like an exorcist from what you're describing. Yeah, but like, so the spirit of Malachi Black has entered the body of Tommy End. So he is Malachi Black. Now I'm mad, I can't think of what this word is. Possessed. Possessed. Okay, so Tommy End is possessed by <laughs> Malachi Black. Okay. So that's what we're going with with this story. And well, man, I've been oh seeing man, things, did WWE fuck this up. Yo, they fucked up hard because I've been seeing things that people are like, I don't think Vince knew what he was doing when, one, they didn't change his NXT thing, so he had a non-compete for 30 days instead of 90 days. Massive fuck up. Massive fuck up there. And then on top of it, they just built this character and uh -huh. then released this character, and AEW picked up this character, and now everybody is saying that Malachi Black is going to be to AEW what Undertaker is to WWE. Well, I mean, that's, and that's that, a lot. It's, first off, that's a lot. It, we yeah, do guys, not know that. Guys, don't do that. We that's do just setting, not know that. That's setting him up for failure. Don't don't compare a guy that it's he's not just, just starting, starting in a company still, though he is just starting yeah. in a company to somebody to like the Undertaker. Well, think about this. This has never happened in this format, at least in like the last thirty years or so. Where, like, if you think about in the nineties when Razor Ramon and Diesel left WWF and they jumped over to WCW, they couldn't be Razor and Diesel. Yeah. They became Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. And there was a whole thing about how uh, Scott Hall was still using the Razor Ramon accent. He had to drop the accent. He had to be just straight up Scott Hall. We've never had a character jump ship. Yeah. And then have that character picked up and then just continued I on know. another show. So now, WWE spent weeks mm -hmm. and months building up Aleister Black. And this whole, like, father gimmick with the yeah. eye is gone from when Buddy Murphy took his eye. That's another guy we have to keep an eye out for. Mm -hmm. But we had weeks of building this up. And I'm sure those, like, those cartoons, those animations were probably not cheap. No. <laughs> and then have been. we debut him in a big spot in the main event of SmackDown. And then we release him. And then 30 days later, the same guy. With the same weird eye thing going on, mm -hmm. with the same last name, is now showing up on another show, continuing the exact same gimmick. Yeah, they just promoted him for AEW, basically. WWE, yeah, like they WWE built, him built him up a character mm -hmm. for, AEW. for AEW. Yeah, and you know what? I don't care. No. I don't care. It was so great. I was so excited to see him. So unexpected. You're so right about keeping an eye out for Buddy Murphy because the, from the guys that I follow that are in AEW... And Buddy Murphy's like 215 right now. Buddy yo, Murphy's fucking This dude just... Jacked. Yeah, he came out and was like, hey, remember how I was a cruiserweight for the WWE so I could be seen? I don't need that anymore. And now Good he's God. a huge yeah. man. And everybody in AEW is like, just waiting on my buddy. 
Yeah. Like, saying things like that, and I'm like, he's going to pop up, he's going to pop up, and I'm so excited. Well, there's so many things going on in AEW right now with all the different players. You have Andrade here. Andrade has just, he, I never understood how WWE fucked him up. The guy just looks like a star, he acts like a star. I get that English isn't his first language. Doesn't matter. It didn't matter. He had Zelina. Exactly. He didn't need to have English as his first language. He had a manager. Now you have Malachi Black. Looks like he's probably going to kick off a feud with Cody, which is fine. That works. And you... Who knows what Buddy Murphy's doing? Who knows what all the other release people are doing? But now you have Kenny Omega as the champion of, like, four different promotions. And it looks like we're finally gearing up for Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're finally getting that... Uh, blow off after all, like two years of build up basically, and then we end on we end the night with the Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and Penta El Cerro Miedo, and we have thumbtacks, we have tables, we have a bunch of just crazy shit going on. So many thumbtacks, and you know what I was pissed about during this match? I don't know everything the Young Bucks fucking do. Yeah, once <laughs> first off they win, of course, by double pinning. Yeah. They were both in that ending pin because they can't be in the ring without each other. A million distractions, a million interferences. But a couple weeks ago, it was the Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. And you didn't think to put thumbtacks in with Moxley? Have you never seen a thumbtack? Mo- but speaking thumbtack? of Moxley, he'll be defending his IWGP US Championship against Carl Anderson. That was also set up. Wait, I did not remember that. When's that going to be? So at Fighter Fest, July 14th, we have it set up. We have Carl Anderson versus John Moxley for the IWGP oh, US so Championship. Excited. We have Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. Darby Allen and Ethan Page will be having that coffin match. That'll be good too. Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. Penelope Ford versus Yuki uh, Sakazaki. And then at Fighter Fest, July 21st, we have Britt Baker defending. Against Nyla Rose. So a lot of things being set up for AEW while they, again, get back to their touring. And speaking of touring, SmackDown is going to have their first live show in over a year on this Friday. Yeah, I'm so excited. We might as well talk about what happened during SmackDown this past Friday. As always, we start with the Usos. Star Roman Reigns, he comes out. He didn't like how Edge was a liar last week saying that he feared Edge. He doesn't fear Edge. He doesn't fear anybody, he says. He says that he has family shit to go over, and then the Usos music hits. And we were already at this point shocked that Jimmy was here. Yeah, because... let's, let's pause for a second. Yes. Just for a quick second. Jimmy Uso was pulled over in real life. Yeah, on like Wednesday or Thursday. Got himself a DUI. Yeah. Not his first. I don't know what's going on with Jimmy Uso, but he shouldn't have been on this show. No. And we were shocked to see him on the show. And not only were we shocked to see him on the show because of what was happening in his outside life, his body was there, Mm -hmm. but he was not. Yeah, he looked sad. He looked sad. He was not. I don't know what's going on with Jimmy Uso. I hope he gets whatever help he needs, but we're also keeping him in the spotlight because next week on SmackDown... We have the Usos, again, prominently featured in what might be the main event, what I'm assuming is the main event. We'll talk about other matches that might be. But yeah, Jimmy Uso... I don't know. And then, so, when the Usos come out during this, when Roman's like, we have other, like, family shit to go over, I'm sitting here like, is he about to talk about this DUI on on SmackDown, well, I they are they gonna not going to acknowledge it? Are they going to beat his ass? Like, yeah, like is he going away? Do they need to like somehow get him out? But Jimmy comes out and he's like, "I got an Edge's face last week for the family. I did this for us and blah blah blah." And Rome and saying that Roman was on vacation and that just set Roman <laughs> off. And like that was funny because Roman's like, first off, if anybody here deserves a vacation, it is me. But I didn't ask you to do that for us. I wasn't on vacation. I was doing your job, something that you couldn't do before. And out comes Jey Uso. So what Roman was saying was he was able to find Jey Uso and get Jey Uso to come to work, even though Jimmy couldn't for the last two weeks. So Jey Uso says, I'm here for the family and turns to Jimmy and starts talking to him about getting it together and how he's here for him. And knowing the information that we knew about Jimmy Uso, having this DUI, 
that looked like a real beautiful family brother moment where Jay was like really saying, get it together. Like, I'm here for you. This is what's going on. Like, you need to be here too. And Jimmy is just sad, man. He looked super sad. He should not have been on this episode. Like, that was not how he was supposed to look. Like, the Usos and Roman were supposed to be these, like, we're here going to go attack Edge. And, like, Jay and, or Jimmy and, no, I was right the first time. (laughs) Jay and Roman still had this, like, we're strong attitude and Jimmy is like I guess trying to put it on but his face is not like he's every emotion is on his face so Roman ends up saying you guys should be the seven time tag team champions me as the universal champion for however long I want it to be that was very funny that was very funny he's like no one can touch us and if they do whatever like it'll be my way and blah 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 and then they have this like group hug in the ring that's how we end their segment there. Yeah. So then Edge is in backstage promo later with Megan, and he's just like, I'm tired of the that family. I'm going to go call Roman out later. And then Paul Heyman is freaking out with Roman, like, Edge is going to call you out later. And Paul Heyman seems worried, but Roman doesn't. So this is basically going on throughout the night, how Edge is going to call Roman out later. So we'll get to Edge calling him out later. But first, I want to talk about the qualifying matches for Money in the Bank. So we have Baron Corbin is still sad Corbin right now. That's all I'm going to call him until they announce him as happy Corbin. He's no longer King Corbin. He's Baron Corbin. He is sad. He's a sad man. But he's backstage talking about how he's now missed payments on his car, his house, everything and he's growing out his hair and a beard very he's sad he looks like shit yeah he looks like we should feel bad for him yes exactly and pat mcafee at one point says that his hairline's committing treason to the rest of his face yeah like every everybody is like what are you doing sir and biggie is here for this match so it's baron corbin versus shinsuke nakamura Biggie comes out because Biggie's already in the money in the bank. In a ding dong hello shirt, just supporting this girl. Yeah, supporting you know. Bailey. He has a couch, a mini fridge next to the couch, and like feet pedicure baths. And then he turns around and invites Pat McAfee to sit on the couch. So Pat McAfee takes his headset off, gets a mic, and goes sit on the couch. And then absolutely jams out still while in the foot bath to Rick Boogs oh, slaying on the guitar once again for Shinsuke. So Nakamura. good. Oh, and Shinsuke and Rick Boogs pull up in in Baron Corbin's Jeep that got repossessed last week yeah. saying how they got it for cheap at an auction. That was that was funny. It was like you guys are such tools. Like this whole thing is such so funny. But Biggie and Pat McAfee just living their best lives on that couch during this. Yeah, they're jamming out while Shinsuke gets his victory over Baron Corbin. More sad Corbin. Yeah. More sad times for the man. He just can't. Things are just not looking up for Barry. No, it's well, just it's all bad. I'm I am interested to see how they're going to turn it into Happy Corbin. I don't. He's got to get like a random victory or something's yeah. got to go his way. I don't know what it is, but right now God, we are it better just still, not be. Well, it can't be Money in the Bank because Shinsuke, Shinsuke won. So Shinsuke is now qualified for Money in the Bank. And then our next qualifier: Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, and man. Man, did Cesaro bleed. A lot. Cesaro got himself some color yeah. in this match. Oh, and Kevin Owens was out on commentary because Kevin Owens is also in the match, in the Money in the Bank. So he's out here for commentary during this match. Yeah, Kevin Owens doing some scouting. And I like how they set this up. I hated the result because it really fucked up my whole... Yeah, because you wanted all Cesaro. All my hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Seth had to murder Cesaro to get that win. Yeah. He had to DDT him on the, on the ramp. He had to stomp him. He had to absolutely destroy Cesaro. And he did. Gets the victory. It was a great match. Seth is in Money in the Bank. So we have the stage set. Yes. For Money in the Bank on the men's side. Yes. And then Seth is backstage talking to Kayla about how he's in the Money in the Bank ladder match, but he shouldn't be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. He should be facing Roman. He's saying how, you know, he wanted that match, and Edge just came in out of nowhere and took that match, and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, Edge is behind him. And Edge is like, I heard this whining, and I thought I'd come out and see what it was. And Seth turns around and goes, Kayla, 
He's just so rude. So rude. He just says that Kayla's the one whining. Like, what do you mean? I'm not whining. And Edge is like, listen, I haven't forgotten about what happened in 2014 and how Seth is just sitting here whining about not getting a match, but Edge is out there taking it. He's going to go do something that Seth would never do. He's going to go out and call out Roman Reigns. So now here we are. Edge is going out to call out Roman Reigns. And the whole thing is like, he wants Roman to come out alone. So Roman is sitting in his locker room with Jimmy J and Paul Heyman. And Roman tells the Usos, you wait here. I'm going to go to the ring. He leaves and Paul follows him out of the dressing room. But Paul stays behind the curtain so that Roman can come out alone. The Usos are backstage, still in the dressing room. And they're like, this seems like a trap. So they go out to ringside, even though Roman told them not to. And Roman tells them again, back off. Like, I got this. I don't care if you think it's a trap. Back off. So then Edge and Roman are in the ring just staring at each other and then just start going at it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Mysterios come out and they start attacking the Usos. And this is the first time that we have seen both Mysterios together since Hell in a Cell. Because... The couple of days before, the week before Hell in a Cell, Roman just threw Dominic out of the ring. And then at Hell in a Cell, Roman basically killed Rey Mysterio. So this is the first time we are seeing them. They attack the Usos and Roman runs away. And while he's standing at the entrance, Jay and Jimmy are getting destroyed by the, by the Mysterios. And Edge breaks the chair again. And this time... He attacks Jay the same way he attacked Jimmy and Roman. And Roman just stands there watching. He doesn't move. He does. Edge just starts doing it over and over again to Jay, then to Jimmy, then to Jay, and then to Jimmy. And the Mysterios are helping him. It was way too long of a segment. Yeah. It should have just ended with Edge doing his cross face with the chair bar thing. Yeah. uh, On Jay. And then that should have been it. Well, Jimmy tried to stop it because yeah. Roman left. But then we're just going back and forth yes. and back and forth. While and the Mysterios are like holding gross. the other one down. Because he's putting in both their mouths. It's yeah. gross to me. And Roman at first was just standing there watching. And then he just leaves. He just walks away. Of course. He doesn't. So like. What's he going to do? Walk he doesn't into care. Three no, of course not. Yeah, he doesn't he's care. Not he's not there for the family. He's there for himself. So. We're still setting up, this is all set up for Edge and Roman at Money in the Bank. I don't know what's going to happen with the Usos, though. Well, we're setting up, we have announced that on SmackDown, it's Roman and the Usos, known as the Bloodline. Oh, the three of them? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, The Bloodline versus the Mysterios and Edge, that's going to be on the live SmackDown, as well as what we'll talk about now, Sonya Deville comes out. She has to name a replacement for Bailey, mm-hmm. who's out for nine months. And she announces that Carmella is going to be that replacement. So we're going to get, and it's not going to be at Money in the Bank. No. It's going to be on SmackDown, live in front of fans, Bianca Belair versus Carmella for the Women's SmackDown Championship. Which I don't understand. What? Don't you understand? Like why it's going to be at SmackDown instead of Money in the Bank. Well, why was Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns on SmackDown instead of Hell in a Cell? It's just yeah, it's, good it's for ratings. Yeah. Um, but Liv comes out. She's pissed. So am I, girl. So am I. Why is Carmella getting handed these things again? Blah, blah, blah. Liv just throws a tantrum. Sonya just starts yelling at her. Yeah, she was like, enough! Shut up. She's putting Liv Morgan in the Money in the Bank officially. Yeah, she's replacing... She's replacing Carmella. Carmella. So Carmella is out of Money in the Bank. Liv Morgan is in Money in the Bank. And then we have Bianca versus Carmella on SmackDown prior to Money in the Bank. So, uh, then we also had, of course, like we talked about earlier, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart make their debuts on SmackDown, going by Knox and Shotzi. Or Shotzi and Knox. Shotzi and Knox, I yeah. think. So they went against Natty and Tamina. And Not Sha- for the championships, no. just Shotzi gets the them. pin, she pins Natty. So Tegan and Shotzi come up and immediately get a victory over the Women's Tag Team mm-hmm. Champions. Um, and yeah, we have Money in the Bank all set. We have, no, at least for the men. Not, not all set for the women. On We have, in the men's Money in the Bank, John Morrison, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins. Stacked 
Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Naomi, Asuka, Alexa, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, still two spots available. Who do you think are going to be in those two spots? We only have it this week to find out. Well, we had a, a vignette for Miss Tony Storm. Yes. We'll be making her SmackDown debut in the near future. Mm-hmm. And I expect that near future to be... Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. And I expect her to be in the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And I also expect Carmella to be in that Money in the Bank ladder match as well. Yeah, so you think she's going to lose on Friday and then get back into the match? I know she's going to lose yeah. on Friday. And I think that they just put Carmella right back in it. See, we could go the other way with that too. If Carmella, for some reason, wins, then they put Bianca in it. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be garbage. a wrong Garbage. I wrong remember, play. I woke you up one morning with that. When I was like, what if this happens? Like, Because yeah. I was like actually nervous that that was going to happen. Um, I would love to see Tony Storm in it. I think that would be great. But I do also think it'd be cool to have a different, like, don't even have her come back yet. Have her come back after Money in the Bank and have another person get brought up into it. But well, I don't know who that would be. Oh, yeah. Because I, I like the idea of Io Shirai being in it, but she just won the Women's Tag Team Champions in NXT. So I feel like that kind of mm-hmm. squashes that. Yeah, but I mean, there is a chance of either Shotzi Blackheart or Tegan Knox being put in it now that they're on could the be. roster. Yeah. So could be both. Could they be could both. Take the two spots. Yeah. Um, uh. I do think that Carmella should lose, though. Of course she should. Lose. <laughs> so, but so uh, for the men's side, I'm just I'm gonna. Uh, it's tough. I feel like it's between Matt Riddle and Biggie for me. For me, it's just Biggie. I want Biggie to win. You know what? Then just to be different, yeah. I'm going to say Matt Riddle. I'm going to pick Matt Riddle to win the men's money in the bank. I'm going to pick Biggie. And for the women's money in the bank. I'm not picking I'm, until I have everybody. I don't even care. I know. You want Nikki to win. Nikki Ash. Yeah. Give her the briefcase. The fans will go ape shits for it. Uh, but then we have Raw, Kofi versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Charlotte and Rhea again for the Women's Championship. Ugh. And then we have Edge versus Roman for the Universal Championship. And that's it for SmackDown. And that, yeah, that's it for really all the announced matches. We yeah. have a lot of announcements that need to be made on Which, Raw and SmackDown. This coming week is will be the go-home show. Correct. So we will have so much and, more information and leading up to it. Sasha Banks. Yes, she is. Will be on SmackDown. Announced to be back on the 16th. So throw that Though, wild card in. They play. have not said anything about that since the day no. they announced it. But, but I we also do... know, real quick, last night yes. on ESPYs, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair yes. looking just tens out of tens. Oh my God, they looked beautiful. Looking and amazing. Bianca... Bianca made her own shit. Guys, Girl. go on ESPN shit. I don't know if it's on their Twitter or where it is, but... Go on WWE. They have it. These ladies looking absolutely flawless. flawless. Yeah. Flawless. And they win an SB, which... This is a... Straight up, this is a stupid SB. I hate this SB. It's the best WWE moment. Yeah. Fuck is that? What are we doing here? But either way, Sasha and Bianca Belair win an SB for the best WWE moment, which was them main eventing. Yes. WrestleMania. Huge moment in wrestling history. Those two women absolutely deserve it. And I that has to be your SummerSlam match. We'll talk about that once we get more. Yeah, once we get through uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah. But I think exciting week of with of wrestling coming, coming back. Like we've said this before. I, I with thought Sasha coming back. Or yes, with Sasha coming back. I thought that Sasha was going to be Bianca's opponent. And even when they were like Bailey's out. I'm like, oh, Sasha's music's going to hit. She's coming back a week early. Yeah, like, I, did, I did not expect Carmella. I did not expect Carmella but at all. But you know what? But People you know, shit on Carmella. Carmella's good. Yeah. I, I, I like Carmella. She's Carmella. the most beautiful woman in WWE. Yeah, you say that. Work it. You know? Yeah, you say that. I don't have say you that. Seen, have you That's seen, what she says. Have you seen Sasha Banks, though? Listen. <laughs> if we're going to do this, this, the, women's, the women in WWE, 95% of them are absolutely stunning. Oh, yeah. So we can't just... <laughs> The fact that we could say one person is the most beautiful is outrageous. Yes. It's all just... Uh, but I did think that Sasha was going to come out on the 16th and be like, on your opponent. Or yeah. when Bailey got injured, I was like, okay, she's going to come back early. She's going to be the opponent. And then Carmella ends up being the opponent. So now I'm like, 
is she going to come back and she's going that's how like because Sonia keeps coming out and just announcing people into Money in the Bank instead of having qualifying matches on SmackDown, is she going to come out and say the third person or the fourth person? Well, she's announced too. Yeah, if so she's like, doing that. say she, say somebody gets announced and they're like, "All right, you're in Money in the Bank," and then the last person comes out and Sonia's like, "Is Sasha Banks?" And Sasha Banks music hits. Like, I don't think Sasha should be in Money in the Bank, but I don't see her coming back and not doing anything at Money in the Bank. So, like, maybe she will be one of those two. I mean, it's... Because that briefcase would make it so that she doesn't have to be on every show. Yeah. But she's still massively important to every show. Yes. So it wouldn't be a bad person to put that Money in the Bank briefcase on. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't like it when you give main eventers the Money in the Bank. Yeah. Let it build a new star. Yes. And that new star could be Big E or Matt Riddle or Nikki yeah. Cross. If you want to put on Sasha, fine. I'm not going to complain about it. But we have Raw. We have uh, the Johnny Gargano carrying Cross match on NXT coming up. We have just a huge week of wrestling. WWE is back to live shows starting Friday and then Money in the Bank on Sunday. We will have our show out on Monday to go over... Basically everything that happened during that week, and then we will have a bonus episode for Money in the Bank specifically, probably Wednesday or so. We will let you know on all of the socials. Follow us at HeBookSheBook. We got anything else? No, I think that's everything. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys.